0: There's no editing mistake at the beginning of this podcast. For the next 12 and a half minutes, 12 minutes and 31 seconds to be exact, you're just going to hear silence. That number of seconds, 751, represents one second for each of the unmarked graves found this week in Saskatoon.
1: And I would encourage you, if you haven't had a chance to yet,
0: to take this time, the next 12 and a half minutes, to just sit with your thoughts. Those of you who have kids, those of you that don't have kids, of the children who lost their life to residential schools. Surely there will be more than the over a thousand now that have been found in the last month or so.
2: Surely there will be more. and. um, So this moment of silence is for them. Today is June 25th,
0: 2021. I'm not actually sure what episode this is of Back to Normal. And I feel like, honestly, after spending 12 and a half minutes just with my thoughts about this,
1: it doesn't really matter. If you have stuck with
0: me through this, um, if you too found yourself counting the seconds like me, I wonder if you also then thought to yourself, wow, this amount of time
1: has passed. And for each second of that time,
0: there is an unmarked grave in Saskatoon that should have, honestly, it should, that grave should be somewhere else. It should have
1: been set up potentially anywhere from
0: 70 to 100 years later. And it should have a name on it. These were not schools. Residential schools are not schools. They're effectively internment camps. They're re-education camps. And there's no other way to put it. The atrocities, the the mere atrocity of the existence of residential schools and that they're like under various names in North America and, and around the world are completely atrocious and and talking about it and trying to reckon with it is really the least that we can do as people to try to to try to in some way reconcile the importance of human life and the importance of freedom. What happened to these people is just completely it's unfair in every way. It's unjust There's absolutely no logic to it, and it's incredibly upsetting, but it's so important that we don't forget this. Like I said before, this is not these two burial sites. It was known that um, cemeteries exist at residential schools. This is not news, and obviously... We don't learn about this stuff in school very much, if at all. And so finding out about this, you know, usually you find out about it in your adult life somehow, whether it be through the news, whether it be through, um, you know, talking to indigenous people. You you can never, no one, no one who hasn't gone through it can ever really understand what it was like. and. These, these, I can't even call them schools. These camps were a part of our very, very recent past. There are people who were alive that
1: not only attended these, but
0: there are people alive who have kids who attended these. Like, that's how recent they were. There might be people alive who have grandkids who attended these. It is... It is so unbelievably upsetting to think about the idea of being forced into one of these camps yourself. And it's even more upsetting as somebody who has two kids who are just brimming with life and potential and love and the desire to learn and spend time with their family. Just the thought of Losing them of having somebody who potentially doesn't speak my language and I don't know, I don't understand what they're trying to tell me, just takes my children. I can't even imagine what that would be like. And and yet it happened an untold number of times. We are hearing about the very surface of this there is this is an iceberg and there's so much more these are just the the unmarked graves that we have discovered so far with very little effort made to look and a lot of effort made to cover it up and this is while these might be the worst treated children because they were the ones who were actually killed by their treatment at these camps um there were undoubtedly for every for every child that died there were undoubtedly many more who suffered and though they lived they suffered potentially for a very long time and were traumatized and have been traumatized for their entire lives since and honestly, there's, there's talk of truth and reconciliation, but how do you reconcile that? How do you reconcile that without literally a lifetime of effort? And I'm not trying to say, I, obviously, that regular, you know, friendly, happy Canadians are to blame for this. But certainly there, like I said, if there are people alive who suffered through this, There are people alive who perpetuated it. There are people alive who profited from it. There are people alive who got some kind of perverse pleasure from the idea that they were doing good in the world by doing this. And it's just, it's
1: absolutely atrocious. Honestly,
0: I was hoping. I was really excited I was going to spend this episode talking about the vaccine rollout and how the general population in Ontario is going to be eligible to book their second dose of the vaccine on Monday morning. Um, It's now, right now it's Friday night, the 25th of June. And I'm actually booked to get the second dose of the vaccine tomorrow morning at nine. and. I honestly, since hearing about this, I knew that I couldn't not talk about it because, like I said, I just, you just know that this is the beginning, that they're just starting to really re- recognize and acknowledge that there's more to come and that we need to actually put some resources behind the effort to come to terms with and understand the scope and the scale of what has happened in these camps. In these, literally, they're internment camps. There's no other word for it. Um, You can call them residential schools all you want. That's just not accurate. Um, It's, yeah, residential schools is the biggest joke of a term. They're not schools. Under no circumstances would any school be allowed to function under these circumstances. With children dying and It's not like a boarding school is where you send a child who's misbehaving, but the parents know that they're going to be taken care of, but taught, you know, how to, how to behave themselves, how to comport themselves like adults. These, these camps were not schools. These camps were not, children were not volunteered there and, you know, taken care of and given meals and given lessons. Conditions there are surely. As, as, as bad as you're imagining it is, it's surely worse. The people who were working at these schools, no doubt, had no regard for the personhood of these Indigenous people that were forced to be there. I just, honestly, I don't know how a country comes to terms with, honestly, centuries of treating other people this way with such disregard for their life and for their well-being but we must we we have to do whatever we whatever it takes i don't really have anything else to say but i would honestly encourage you to as difficult as it is don't stop thinking about this if this th- if the thought of these camps leaves your brain until you have fully processed this genuinely, I don't think we deserve to stop yet. It, we need to fully reckon with this. A moment of silence is not enough. A flag lowered to half mast is not enough. Honestly, the the outcomes of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report are not enough. We need so much more to try to scratch the surface of undoing the hate that has been perpetuated on these people just for being different just for being not
1: like us obviously there's not anything i can say to make this any better but
0: i hope that we as a country can move can learn from this and move forward and understand one another and if this can do anything to demonstrate to the average person who doesn't really get much of a chance to think about this just how serious it is and that we can again coming to terms with the scale of this um of how, just how many people went through these camps and how many people did not make it through these camps only then can we really start to move forward with some kind of resolution, some kind of next steps where it feels like enough has been done to honor the memory and, and atone for the, the suffering and the absolutely horrible treatment of these people please don't stop thinking about this it is not it is not going to be over when the headlines leave the front pages it's not going to be over when we stop talking about it we don't actually as the colonizers as the people who came to this country canada is founded on white european supremacy and it doesn't feel like it's right to celebrate canada day this year this is this is canada this is the legacy of the founding of our country is based on genocide based on the assimilation and annihilation of indigenous culture of indigenous people and at some point it will feel like i can be proud to be Canadian with a capital C again but right now I just feel like the entire legacy of this country is completely tarnished more than I ever really thought it could be and honestly the worst part I'm going to close this out the worst part is that this is not news this is not like people have known that this had been going on it's not news It's been known for a long time. People have been talking about it for a long time. And that's the most depressing part. Thank you very much for listening.
1: I hope to return to somewhat of a normal episode next week. But I might not, honestly. Um, It will be right after Canada Day. And um, who knows what more we'll have
2: found. Thanks very much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.